Sharon Havener is well-versed in the finance world and being a part of conversations about finances in the church. But she is also someone who makes sure that in her free time, she's spending it with the church. Even though she might be uncomfortable with it sometimes, she still does it because she values how much joy she gets from being a part of the church. Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast. This is Derek Scott, and I'm here with my really great friend, Sharon Havener. How are you doing, Sharon? Super. Um, most of the individuals that uh, I've been interviewing for this podcast have been women and men serving um, in different sectors outside the walls of the church. I'm really excited about this particular interview with Sharon because Sharon is actually retired at the moment. And you can later on tell us sort of how you're defining retirement for you. Um, so Sharon, you want to just tell us a little bit about, about your life right now, your family and, and, uh, and maybe a little bit about your career background as well. Well, I'm a Jacksonville native, um, mm-hmm. where I'm raised and here in Florida. Um, I am currently married to Perry. We've been married for um, a very long time now. <laughs> <laughs> Make that 32 years in yeah. October. Uh, we have one son, uh, and uh, now, uh, as of three years ago, a daughter-in-law, mm. and as of two months ago, our first grandbaby. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, the four-legged part of the family, too. But mm-hmm. So that's our family, um, our immediate family, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I retired uh, two year, May will be two years ago. Um, from a 39 career year career in the insurance business. Wow. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your faith and how you came to Jesus maybe and uh, maybe some of those twists and turns along the journey and where you find yourself now? Well, I've been in the church according to story uh, since I was two weeks old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was born and raised in the church. Um, mm-hmm. My family was one of those that were there for uh, Sunday mornings, uh, Sunday school and church, and Sunday nights most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday night uh, suppers before uh, choir practice and those kind of things. So I came to faith at a really young age mm-hmm. um, and really held on to that faith and, and grew in that faith. I, you know, I was part of the youth group. I um, sang in the choir. We had a traveling ensemble that sang. We did, mm. you know, so I was really very involved um, in the church and, and not just involved, but very engaged in my faith. I also did, you know, things like Young Life when I was in high school and stuff like that, that, you know, were school slash work combination, I mean, school slash church combination mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even into college, I, I went to a Christian college. Um, you know, chapel on campus was very available. Mm-hmm. Um, and joined sorority, but even at that, I mean, we had Bible study inside of our sorority, so it was pretty easy even as a collegiate for me to stay connected to my faith. Mm. Um, the, uh, the step backwards occurred post-college <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you uh, really try to figure out what you're doing without being inside of a structured, yeah. you know, environment. Yeah. And... Um, and that went through its series of twists and turns for probably mm-hmm. 10 years or whatever. Um, and then once Perry and I were married, we eventually found our way back to church and mm-hmm. have been at the same church now for 22 years. So Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I, um, You and I met at Crossroad United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I met your son Ryan first. 
I believe. That's as I recall the the story. Uh, Ryan was about nine or ten mm-hmm. when we started going there, and it was the first Sunday we were there. And you saw Ryan and said, "Hey, you're coming on Wednesday night, aren't you?" I think it was Wednesday nights, uh, and uh, to our our children's program or whatever you called it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Ryan was like, "Can I? Can I?" <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, then that was how that um, whole thing started. And yeah. then you later worked with um, college ministry mm-hmm. also at mm-hmm. Crossroad with, with, uh, and with Kendall for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was some of the people that used to cook for your college ministry periodically, and I think that was where we really started Appreciative, to be yeah. engaged more with each yeah. other. If you're enjoying this episode, be sure to check out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash ccw where we have more conversations available to you we will continue to upload more conversations through the fall um i really appreciated your leadership um as my council liaison um, those uh, in the years that our college ministry at Crossroad was really growing and we were doing a lot of stuff both inside the church but also on campus I'd love to talk about why you you're in, in supporting college ministry and campus ministry is not the only thing that you you've been involved in you've been I think you're back on church council now am, and, yes. and you're, you've you've always had this level of involvement particularly at your time at, at Crossroad from what I remember mm-hmm. what what's the motivation I mean you could just you and Perry could just be good church members tithe you know you, you're you're there on Sundays and you could go home and go about your life why why stay Sunday afternoon for a meeting and why come up and cook for college ministry why get why would someone with a full career and a family get involved in church life at that level well um, first of all in regard to I guess what was Crossroads College Ministry and later CCW that was very much probably because of personal relationships with you or Mm -hmm. with others that were involved in the campus ministry, you know, um, either before or after you. Mm. Um, That was always just um, a fun way to stay engaged. Hmm. And I I think a lot of the growth we did in college ministry was really just a function of me asking questions about things I didn't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you could articulate that answer, then I felt like we had it under control. Yeah. If yeah. neither of us could articulate the answer, then we better think about that some yeah. more, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But I think my original involvement in uh, in the um, council was really a function of the fact that it was something I could do. And what I mean by that is um, I traveled a lot for business. Mm-hmm. So it was very hard for me to say, well, yes, I can do this women's Bible study on Tuesday night, or mm-hmm. I can go to choir practice on Thursday night, mm-hmm. or I can go wherever, um, because I didn't have a lot of control of that travel because it was often aligned with an event for a client, and they had planned mm-hmm. that event, and then if we want their business, we should like show up and try to get some of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, a Sunday afternoon council meeting was a little easier for me to be able to plug into. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I didn't want to do it, if I be honest mm. about it. Um, 
I always got a lot of joy out of um, going to church and, as I like to say, getting my praise on, mm-hmm. and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then sort of being uplifted for the day. Yeah. And, for, and you know, and that, and that, I was a much nicer boss on Monday when I had gone <laughs> to church on Sunday. I'm just going to yeah. tell it like yeah. it is. And so um, I was really afraid, concerned is maybe a better word, that by becoming involved in the nuts and bolts of the church, mm-hmm. that I would lose my joy. Yeah. And so um, at first I sort of said, I don't know, I have to really think about this when I was asked to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and I did a lot of why me. Well, you know, they, they also, what a lot of people don't want to realize is that a church also is a business. There is a business side to a church. Yeah. There are lights to turn on and bills to pay and mm-hmm. people love air conditioning when they show up yeah. you know and so <laughs> somehow in florida you gotta make that stuff happen mm-hmm. and so they do need people who think like that yeah it doesn't mean people on the council are not necessarily the spiritual leaders of the church hmm. in some ways i'm not mm-hmm. saying that they aren't spiritually motivated but there's many people that aren't on the council that are very large spiritual leaders inside of the church and in different ways mm-hmm. maybe they're in prayer ministry or care ministries or other things and they you know so they anyway so but they need business thinking people so i did it and i found out that it it actually increased my joy wow hmm. so the opposite happened of what i was concerned about wow so did you and if you did how did you integrate your faith with your work life? Well, for me, I just sort of, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to be careful about the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some environments where it's very, in my opinion, it's very easy to start a conversation it's just a matter whether you use the window that people give you or not Mm -hmm. um in some companies it would be considered taboo and therefore you have to make sure that your commentary is outside the walls not inside the walls Mm -hmm. Um, for instance um my last company and not the immediate one before that but the one before that were companies where if you had walked in on monday morning and somebody had said how was your weekend and you would say, you know, it was fabulous. And it, you know, I did this on Friday night and I did this on Saturday and the sun was shining and it was great. <laughs> and then I went to church on Sunday and gosh, the music was just powerful. And, you know, then we went home and took a boat ride and I couldn't have asked for anything else. Mm. Well, some places you wouldn't have said that part mm. about the church the stuff. Sunday part, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you would have, you would have, you know, you would have had to scale back your commentary a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's times when, or there's times when people will ask you questions about, you know, how did you stay calm when that crisis was going on? Hmm. Well, nobody was dying. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, I do think there are bigger issues in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a war over there. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like our little world, guys. Yeah. You yeah. know, and people are not dying. Mm-hmm. So let's just take a step back, see what our issues are. Well, if you can maintain that kind of a demeanor mm-hmm. when, when, the world, when the world as they perceive it, the world inside the company walls, is having trouble, mm-hmm. people are ultimately going to ask you. 
Where'd you get that? What? Yeah. Why? How can you do that? Mm-hmm. It is because this is not the most important thing in my day. Hmm. Hmm. It might drive the paycheck. Yeah. Which is not a minor event in, right. in life in America. <laughs> but but it's it's this is not gonna change my world. Hmm. This is not what's gonna keep me awake at night. Come on. Most nights. That's <laughs> <laughs> most yeah, nights. Most there, nights. There, are, there are exceptions. 